You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Snippets of Genius podcast. I'm your hostess, Caroline Kay, business and success coach. And today I will be joined by the lovely, the wonderful, the only Mills Gray. If you ever felt that you don't belong, that it's something isn't for you, that you just don't fit, you're a you know, square peg, round hole, then this show is what you need to bust those belief systems and breathe some confidence and some inspiration into what you really can achieve. Today, my very special guest is not only a leadership coach, she has also been on her own entrepreneurial journey of highs and lows, weirds and wonderfuls, and I can't wait for her to share it with you. So without further ado, let's get stuck in and meet the lovely Mills. Mills, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I've got some quick fire round questions for you. Tell us something people often get wrong about you. They think I'm taller than I am. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you'd done sooner? Uh, not give a fuck what other people think. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think, I think we could all align with that one. But how do you not give a fuck? Because that happens to me and I know a lot of my clients and listeners where you just think, oh, everyone's going to think I'm an idiot doing this. And how do you get past that? I think something that I will always advise my clients on this as well, and something that I did is actually list who whose opinion matters, first of all. And most people will not list more than three or four people. Like they just won't, maybe five. And then you just go, okay, and how do they react with what you do? You know, they, they're going to be in the front row. Are they cheering you on or are they tutting and they're, they're of course they're, they're normally cheering you on so then the rest is just nonsense those people aren't going to pay your bills they're, they're faceless <laughs> they're faceless and so I think just the more confident you can get in that the the stronger your belief in actually it just doesn't matter what other people think it's just so irrelevant it's none of my business what other people think of me love it that's a brilliant one and is that what you mean when you say you are a belief breather yeah, partly. But also, I think that my belief breathing is I believe so much that we can do things that we don't, don't think we can. And so if, if someone else is believing in you, then you start to get that element of belief. And so if you've got someone else, and it's not about cheerleading, it's just actually highlighting your success and your wins and really believing in your idea, you start to go, oh, maybe, maybe that would work, maybe that could work. And then it's again, it's about dissing the, 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 the kind of the nonsense, the faceless, what if they say this, what if they say that, and really getting clear on that, because yeah, that can really halt us. And then you just go, am I actually going to stop doing something because somebody else might not like it? No. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic advice. Mills, you have a hell of a story in terms of the wild ride that life has took you on and how you've ended up as a high performance coach. Tell us a little bit about that in a bit more detail. How did it all begin for you? Yeah, it's it's so funny. I Because I, when I tell my story, it's almost like I'm 
it's not me. I'm, I'm telling a story of somebody else because I wasn't deemed to be a success or entrepreneurial. I was like, I basically, I, I just, I wasn't very good at school. I wasn't very good at school, dyslexic. I'm, you know, I'm ancient, not ancient, but you know, back then at school, that wasn't really considered a thing. <laughs> you were just like, oh, all right, you can just be in the bottom set for everything. And, <laughs> and so I just sort of had this lack of confidence that I could do anything. And so when I left school, I did actually get into uni. I sort of scraped in the side door. And then I was like, oh, I'm quite good at winging things. I can, you know, use my personality, got, got through uni, got into corporate. And again, it was like getting relatively good job. And then I was like, oh, I just don't, I don't think I like this. I feel like I'm a real rebel. A rebel, but not in the sort of destructive way, just in not choosing a path that perhaps is the more traditional route or what perhaps my parents might have wanted me to do and I was had just this inner yearning that I just didn't want to work for somebody else and but I thought I can't do anything because I'm not very clever I'm not very good at anything and so I just went and became a scuba dive instructor and traveled the world and loved it like loved it (laughs) of course (laughs) who wouldn't but that gave me a bit of an insight into really having this sense of freedom and having this sense that I didn't need to sort of I didn't need to conform and that gave me this inner confidence that I was like oh actually Maybe I can just choose to do things a bit differently. And then I'm a big believer in your vibration. It attracts the right things to you. And and so becoming a kind of business owner sort of happened by accident. I stopped scuba diving. I came back to the UK and I set up a business with my dad. So he was a big part of that entrepreneurial journey. We set up a travel retreat company. I had no idea what I was doing, but I got people there. I got people to the destination. It worked. Something else came up. I I got into retail. Something else came up. I got into wellness. And all these things just kept appearing, not through me chasing them, just through pure, some would say coincidence, some would say lucky in the right place at the right time but I think it's on a vibrational level I was just enjoying myself and realizing that I didn't need to be this you know prescribed business owner or or, or employee and so it just sort of fell into place <laughs> it happened and fast forward I've been working for myself for the last 13 years uh, never went back to corporate didn't need to <laughs> I had that kind of inner confidence and also inner compass like steering me in the total opposite direction of corporate life (laughs) and it it was uh not scary at all no and that's what's so weird about it is that it was just it was the natural thing what was scary was working in corporate and feeling like I was back in that institution of like oh you're in the bottom set or uh, I don't know it just felt much more like school and uni where I hadn't thrived whereas when I was out of that scenario I was thriving and things were just happening and you know just being put in front of me opportunities I was like oh I'll do that oh now I'll do that and now I'll do that and so it was like the magic was happening so it wasn't scary it was just happening. I 
Love that. I love that it, when it just happens and comes together. But sadly, it's not always a case of things just happen. I know there's a lot of hard graft that goes on behind the scenes. Can you tell us a bit about one of the big ballsy moves you've done in your career <laughs> so far? Yeah, I like that, the ballsy moves. I mean, quite a lot of decisions are ballsy moves, aren't they? The biggest, ballsiest it is investing in yourself. To me, that is always you're taking a bit of a gamble you don't know if it's going to work but I truly believe that like the best return on investment is when you invest in yourself and so I've spent quite a lot where I've gone oh can I afford this you know should I be doing it and I've gone for it and I've done it and and more often than not it has always worked out. Can you tell us what shocks you the most in your line of work these days being in the coaching world? It's an interesting question because actually the thing that does shock me is how so many people are willing to do so much without getting the help. <laughs> I think okay. that I think that if I was to rewind and do everything again, I would have got help much earlier on in certain 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 things. I was quite quick at getting help in accounting because that's not my zone of genius. It's the opposite. <laughs> and so I actually would rather spend money on having someone help me with accounts than do anything else. But I just mean the little things, you know, things that even if it's a couple of hours a week to somebody to help you do admin that you don't want to do or getting a coach or you know, it's just having that external helping factor I think there's an expression about it takes a village to raise a child I think it takes a team to raise a business yeah that's a really good fantastic tip for anyone listening and I do think that the more people you can have in your village the better the more people you can have not just cheerleaders and I really get annoyed with that like someone just cheering you on as much as that's fun and nice but actually a really good sounding board someone who's an expert in as you say in an area that is not your zone of genius to be able to say this is the proven strategic way to do this and you know that you're on track because things just don't happen immediately what is it that's really sort of spurred you on and your business growth Actually getting help with some marketing, that that really was probably um, the largest investment in terms of a single project rather than months of work. But it was worth its weight in gold because I would have spent months creating the assets and everything that they created for me. Um, they helped me create a quiz. I just wouldn't have done it. It just I would still be sitting here going, I wonder how I'm going to do that quiz. <laughs> and so that was really it was a it was a, it was a worthwhile growth from from getting in extra help definitely. Brilliant. What are your top tips for getting things done? Ah, so having a really clear time schedule. I resisted that for so long because I almost felt like it was too prescribed you know it's like oh my god I'm actually having to if I say I'm doing 10 till 12 doing emails and I have to you know that's ridiculous I you know what if I want to go and have a coffee and, and I still have an element of um loose <laughs> I'm not too strict on myself <laughs> but to get shit done you just need to to actually schedule it in so if it's not scheduled in it's probably not going to get done. So, so having a clear a clear understanding of your time. Try not to distract, get distractions. So, uh, I am Miss Shiny Object Syndrome, and I'm like, oh, what's over there? Oh, what's over there? So, I try and cut that out to just have real concentrated time. It doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. 
I'm not so anal that I put on like timers for social media and things like that. But I do think it's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I love my Pomodoro timer. If I don't set it, I will go into the rabbit hole and I won't come out for a long time. But I think, how do you stop yourself like going for that coffee? I know that is a classic. Oh, I'm just going to go for a coffee. And that coffee taking 10 minutes turns into half an hour, turns into an hour. How do you stop those moments where it's like a real struggle to get back to your desk? Or what do you do to get yourself back? I suppose it depends on where I'm at and if I've got a deadline or anything like that. I had my human design read. I don't know if you've ever had that done. Oh, so fascinating. God. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. In a nutshell. We could turn that into this podcast. (laughs) I really want to know. It's... It's a cross between astrology and some Chinese philosophy. It's you have to know exactly the like literally the time you were born, where right. you were born. And it gives you a reading of your energy and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And now some people would say, Oh, that's bullshit, you know. But I'm totally open for things like that. And I had it read and right. she just hit the nail on the head with various things. So for me, if I've got a deadline, I need to have had it done a week before the deadline. Otherwise, I can't sleep. I feel sick. Whereas my daughter, because I gave her my daughter's reading their times, she's the opposite. She can only do it like 24 hours before. And she's like much better at working. That kind of last minute.com can do it then. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, God, I, got, I literally feel sick. And so if I've got a deadline, I just won't go for a coffee. I'll get that done. (laughs) If I haven't, I'll just go and, you know, I'll work out what I'm, you know, what needs doing during the day. And so the human design really helped me to understand me, my weirdness, my, you know, things that go on in my head much. I just say, oh, that's why I do that. And so, yeah, I, 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 I try and cut myself some slack if I don't, if I don't need to have something done and I just will enjoy the coffee. Brilliant. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear about that more about that human design. Oh, I'm gonna dig into it. That it's, sounds interesting. It's completely fascinating. And was it as soon as you knew why you did what you did, did that just sort of make it okay or did it give you the tools to say, Okay, I know why I'm doing that, so now I need to do this to compensate or to move you back a different way? No, because it's 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 basically it's saying the way your energy works best is if you do that. So almost if you're doing the opposite, you're resisting it and then your energy is off. So it's a it's a real energy thing. So I was like, well, actually, I want my energy to be, you know, at its peak. So don't sure. fight it. So just yeah. just go with the flow. So I sort of was like, okay, cool, I'll just do that. And and it's helped me in the last six months really not beat myself up about certain things and just be a little bit more flowy. <laughs> Energy Brilliant. flow. That's wonderful. Okay, thank you for that. Adele, can you think of a bit of an unbelievable moment that's happened in your career? I mean, <laughs> I've done some pretty weird things in the sense that with this wellness brand that I've worked in, I used to do like literal home parties for random people that I didn't know selling products and I found myself one day I was like giving some 60 year old a kind of foot scrub in a in a (laughs) sitting room and I remember like kneeling down just thinking this is not living the dream like what (laughs) what am I doing like if anyone could see me now who knows me I'd literally I'm dying However, it's those kind of things that that help you to, to to stay grounded, but help you to be successful. If I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have got to where I'd got to. And so 
they're kind of cringy, but they're also quite funny. They're just they're in that journey. They're in the pot of <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> so yeah, f- foot scrubbing a sixty-year-old's manky feet <laughs> to get to get to the next level in my business or get that extra commission. <laughs> That's definitely putting the work in, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know the single best thing you've done. Well, one of the highs, actually, is 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 more something that I achieved and what it what it brought about. And that was, I, I said that I worked for a wellness brand. I, I still do. I have a, a team of women that I help sort of start and grow a business, an online business in wellness. And I got to the top 2% of the company through, partly through sales, but also through just helping loads of women and having a a team of of women. And as a sort of reward, the the company goes to Vegas every year anyway. This is before COVID. The company goes to Vegas every year and there's a big annual conference and it's at the MGM arena which is where all the kind of big fights are it's where all the big you know Beyonce's played that you know it's like all the it's it's the essentially I can only think of it's the equivalent of Wembley but it's it's not it's it's just a big arena and the conference has around about 25,000 people there and I got to walk across a stage being recognized (laughs) and so you're underneath the MGM arena, which is where you see like, you know, there's pictures of Muhammad Ali and you're just like, it was the most insane, incredible, typical American, like 10X, you know, big thing. I was wearing like this dress. Everyone's wearing complete ball gowns, but me being me, I was like, I'm not wearing heels. I'll wear really swanky Jimmy Choo trainers. <laughs> and I bought these no. Jimmy Choo trainers and I was walking across the stage and everyone's walking and you know, being clapping. And I don't know the energy, what happened? I just started running. <laughs> I was just like literally running across the stage. <laughs> and my friend who's videoing it, you can hear him saying, why is she running? Why is she running? Why is she running? And I just literally like sprinted across the stage. And so that was my, that might be my career highlight because it was just, oh, it was just unbelievable. Like I can't really describe like. <laughs> Have you still got that video of you running across the stage? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got to get that in the outtakes. Brilliant. And well done you for getting that award and recognition. That is amazing. Really yeah. fantastic. And Tell us a little bit about, in terms of what success means to you, because you kind of touched on it there where I'm asking you, how would you measure success? And you're talking about being in this big arena, having this huge recognition, doing it in your own way, in your own style. I think that's brilliant. I love that. But what? how would you define success? Oh, it's such a good question. Because I think traditionally, a lot of, you know, your immediate thing with success, I think sometimes goes to finance or wealth. And that's not what it is for me. Like success to me is about being able to live a life with free choice, juggling between being a mama, which is what I am, first and foremost, being able to travel, uh, having a business that I find fun and that I enjoy. Um, Those are the, the key elements of just creating memories in life that actually when it comes to the end and you sit back and you look back it's not about 
oh, I earn X amount or uh, it's just about how much you enjoyed yourself. But freedom for me is such a key part in that. And and it started with that scuba diving journey of just being free. And so so having a sense of freedom and that's that's my driver is just it is is the freedom aspect. And that is true. True success is being free. Yeah. I go hallelujah to that. I am absolutely with you. <laughs> the more times off I can have, the better. <laughs> That's what I love. Go do the fun stuff. Okay, back to quick fire. What is the best part about your job? Oh, that I'm the boss. That's <laughs> <laughs> that answer. What's the biggest lesson in running your own business? I think the the the, the analogy that, that it takes a village to raise a child. I think just really try and and find help in the areas that you might be not not as 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 you know as great in so that you can really thrive in the things that you are good at love it and what are the best resources that have helped you along the way i think that books are incredible I have a bit of a problem of never being able to finish a book because I always think that actually I've got what I need within the first four or five chapters. And <laughs> I wish they'd make books smaller, shorter. I really do. Because I was like, yeah, you kind of said that in chapter one. <laughs> so, so I think books are amazing. I think podcasts, we've just got so much at our fingertips. But I really, I really would say scheduling time to actually learn because otherwise you just have a book bookshelf full of books or a podcast list you know that you're not listening to so I actually schedule in kind of learning time and I think that that's a really good good way of doing it but yeah those are my kind of go-to books or podcasts that goes back to your earlier tip of if it's not scheduled in it's not getting done yeah so that's a really good one God, what's your favorite podcast probably James Wedmore okay yeah right I haven't listened to his podcast I've seen a lot of his trainings but yeah I've not listened to yeah he's podcast. good he does good snippets he does yeah snippets yeah <laughs> uh, cheeky yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't be stealing my thunder right let's have a look <laughs> and if you're having a hard day this is one of my favorites what is the one music track that lights you up or makes you feel you can take on the day I love a good musical oh really I do I love musicals and I I think probably the greatest showman this is me it's a real belter put it on (laughs) you're like I don't know I I sing away I can raise my vibration and I think the lyrics are really really apt in fact I think the whole of the greatest showman the soundtrack is so relevant to business owners Okay. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. I've uh, got to well, tune in now. Yeah. So you you need you need to. Yeah, I don't even know if you need to see the movie. You could just listen to the soundtrack. But yeah, it's it's really relevant to business owners, and and so yeah, the greatest okay. showman. Brilliant. This is me. I feel like singing it, but I won't. Go on. <laughs> no. Go on. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Oh, Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. If you want to sing, there's still time. (laughs) No, I'll save you. (laughs) And I think it's just been so enlightening to hear all your wonderful top tips. I think you've shared all the words of wisdom for our listeners to get right back on track and keep believing in themselves and keep going, feeling more aligned and with more purpose. Mills, couldn't put it better. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. But more than that, I really hope you take action from it. And if you need support, guidance, or have a question for myself or one of my guests, why not hop on over to Facebook and join our Snippets of Genius group, where you can ask us questions, experience trainings, and also those extra resources we talk about. There's plenty of links in there as well to make your journey and time more productive and life a little bit easier. See you on the inside. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.